For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, David Williams, along with the Sammy B. And this is Hoop Ball Grizz. Ladies and gentlemen, it is weekly preview time. Sam, welcome back to the show, man. What's going on? Doing all right? Doing good, doing good. Did you, uh, were you able to watch any of that game last night? No, I wasn't, sadly. Yeah. Same. I um I listened to it. I listened to the last few minutes of the game. Uh, I was actually in St. Louis. There was some uh, a local team playing in the state tournament, and it was uh, actually a pretty good matchup. There were right now it's only two kids that were playing for a team out of St. Louis that are D one kids, but there are two kids that are freshmen for the other team. That there's no doubt in my mind that they will be Division one players whenever it's all said and done. And it was a good game. I was glad that I got to go to it. Had a good time. Other than the sound system, like, man, whoever their sound guy was needs help because it was terrible. <laughs> so, anyway, back back to the Grizzlies game. They, they, ended up, they lost by one point. The Grizzlies had the ball on the last play with a chance to beat the Nuggets. And I have since went and watched the video of the play, and the two-minute report came out. Two-minute report said that Jokic was legal and that it was not a foul. In real time, in real time, the referee in the game blew the whistle and raised his hand to call a foul. Ooh. But the plot thickens. So, it's really debatable on whether or not was it or was it not a foul on John Morant in the game. Do you want to be the referee that makes that call that the last second foul or not foul determines the winner of the game? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I like I would not want to be in the position to make that call. But that call in and of itself did not cost the Grizzlies the game. There were a few times after going back and watching the game where I saw rotation issues from Jenkins where he left bad player not Okay, not bad players. No bad players played last night. But when a a rotation, like a lineup that he had out there stalled and he didn't make a change, which has been the case with Jenkins mm-hmm. pretty much since he took over. Mm-hmm. Take into consideration who they were playing. Well... The Denver Nuggets are one of the best teams in the Western, not not just in the Western Conference, but in the NBA in general. Mm-hmm. And the Grizzlies have played well against them. They played well against the Bucks. They had an opportunity to beat both of those teams and came up just short. And we're still missing Jaron Jackson Jr. So while it's a, it goes down as an L. It goes down in the wrong column. Still a good game for the Grizzlies. 
you can look back and say, hey, we took the Bucks to the limit and we took the Nuggets to the limit. Yep. And that is, you know, it, it's just growth, man. It, it, this is a developmental season. It is growth. Something that surprised me was Grayson Allen DNP coach's decision. Hmm. And That's I, interesting. I'm, let me be clear. It, it surprised me, but I'm happy that that's the way that it went down. In my opinion, that's the way that it should go down. Who do you take out of the rotation in favor? Like, who comes out? If you're putting Grayson Allen in, Taylor Jenkins has made it clear, I'm sticking with a 10-man rotation. Sam, who are you taking out? If you're if you're playing Grayson Allen, do you know who played? You didn't watch the game. Let me tell you who played last night. Okay, and then you tell me who you're taking out in favor of Grayson Allen. I'm gonna tell you none of them right now. Okay, I mean I, I agree with you. Obviously, you I because honestly, well you know where I said. Well, you said about the same boat with you. You you play Melton. That's the only one that you could contemplate. But I wouldn't even contemplate that even. I mean, Desmond Bain, the rookie. No. He's played well enough that, you, uh, to me, you don't take him out. No, you play him. I just... He's going to be the, a stud. And this is what... It really... It tugs at me because my hate for Grayson Allen, whenever he came to Memphis... I told our sales rep at the, the the moment that we found out about it, you know, we, and, and we go down to a, a preseason game. I'm like, my most hated Grizzly has changed. It will be now, and it will forever be Grayson Allen for as long as he is here. And that changed. I, I mean, I can't really say that I have a most hated Grizzly player, but I did not like him coming to Memphis. I like what he done in college. He the was attitude, dirty. Like, the the perception that I had of Grayson Allen was not a good one. And so when he when I found out that he's coming in a trade, I'm like, oh son of a are you kidding me right now? And then here we are down the road and that hate is gone because of how hard he plays. What changed it for me is that preseason game where he like jumped from the three-point line and dunked it. He wasn't that far out, but still, it was amazing. Because it's like he's literally just dribbling down the floor, and next thing you know, this dude is just flying, slam, hangs, drops. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was an impressive dunk. And, you know, that's it's hard to say. Like, I won't say that one play changed my mind, but going to the games. and well, inter- It wasn't, but. Interacting, I mean. interacting with Grayson Allen. And watching how hard he plays the game changed the way that I felt about him. He's a real down-to-earth dude. You just talk to him, he's just like everybody else pretty much. I mean, he he doesn't have a cocky attitude. He'll just come up and talk to you. It's He's real laid-back, chill guy. Okay, well, we were talking about video games. For we sure. had a conversation about video mm-hmm. games, man. That, that's I was like, sweet, cool, awesome, amazing, incredible. But here we are. And I still say that he should be the one not playing. If you're going to stick to a 10-man rotation, he's got to be the odd man out. Has to be. Unless you do an 11-man rotation. Jenkins. That's not going to happen. He, he has made it abundantly <laughs> Undeniably clear. clear. Like, it, it is at this point. 100% going to be a 10-man rotation for Taylor Jenkins. Is what it is. 
You're right. Let's look forward the weekly preview show. You guys know who our hoopball headliner for the month of March is, Mr. Dylan Brooks. We'll get into him here in a minute. Grizzlies play a loaded week this week. Loaded. Five games, seven days. They start off in Oklahoma City. They travel to Phoenix, come back home on Wednesday. Those games are Sunday and Monday. Uh, OKC Sunday, Phoenix Monday. Come back home. They play the Heat on Wednesday, and then they have a back-to-back Friday, Saturday with the Golden State Warriors. Going to be a busy week. You are going to hear from us a ton this week. We'll be at you with post games on as many of those as we can. Grizzlies are still setting at 500 right now after the loss to the Nuggets. What do they have to do to get through this week to stay at or above 500? Win. That is correct. Bingo. But you knew what I meant, and I here's win. Sam being a jerk. Sorry. <laughs> so you look at these games, and realistically, on paper, Memphis should beat Oklahoma City. Got to win that game. Hands down. Phoenix is one of the hottest teams in the league right now. That game can go either way. Miami has been playing good basketball as of late. That game can go either way. And then you have the Golden State matchup for a back-to-back And a lot of times, I like to see a split in a back-to-back. And there's been times, you know, if if you've listened to the show before, you've heard me talk about the Clippers matchup and how I didn't think that they were going to split that. And the Grizzlies did. They managed to split it. If you haven't listened to the show before, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. New listeners. Sam, I was looking. I'm kind of veering off track here a little bit. But... I'd like to go through and look and, you know, you can kind of look and see where your downloads are coming from. Mm -hmm. And it's, it surprised me. Some of the, you know, some of the areas that we, you know, we're, we're getting downloads from. That's uh, right. Yeah. Cause you can check exactly what countries and states and what, yeah. Yeah. What city and all of that. And so, you know, thank you to, you know, all of our international friends that are downloading the show, France, Germany, Canada. Wow. All over the place, man. Mm-hmm. I, I could not believe it. Well, that's pretty we, we appreciate all of you guys. If well, you haven't gone on iTunes and left a five-star review yet, we ask that you do that. If you're enjoying the show, you enjoy the content, the five-star reviews help boost the show. That's how when somebody searches for Memphis Grizzlies podcast, that's how we get up in there. If you're leaving us five-star reviews, it's pretty easy. If you're using the iTunes, um, the podcast app, you just uh, go to your library Click on our show and scroll all the way to the bottom of the page, and there's a place to leave a five-star review. If you want to leave us a message, give us a shout-out. I, I will shout you out on the show if you get in there and you leave us a message and you know tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you would like to hear from us in a five-star review. We'd sure appreciate it. But let's jump into this week. We're going to actually, before we get deep into the games and talk about the matchups between the teams, Let's hit on that hoop ball headliner. Let's do it. The month of March, the hoop ball headliner, Mr. Dylan Brooks. Dylan. Dylan freaking Brooks. Sammy B, what do you got for us today? Well, I have found out what Dylan Brooks' favorite restaurant is. I kind of didn't want to put it out there, but he actually came out and said this. It's his rookie year. 
people probably know this, but it's called the Kooky Canuck. And his favorite dish there is called a poutine. And if you don't know, that's actually like a Canadian dish. And it consists of French fries and cheese curds topped with brown gravy. That does not sound good to me, but Dylan, you have at it, my friend. I will say this, Sam. <laughs> There's nothing in that dish that I don't like. Well, no, I'm not a big fan of gravy, though. I like cheese. I know I'm weird. Dude. I like cheese curds. I like French fries, but I've never been a big fan of gravy. I'm crazy. Oh, what in the... I can't even... He can't How eat. do you not like gravy, dude? I'm just not a How big fan. How are you American I and you like, don't like gravy? Well, excuse me. I'm what half Italian it? anyway, so ha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's dig into these games. The first matchup. <laughs> I can't deal with Sam and not liking gravy. Can't handle it. I like it on mashed potatoes, okay? Uh, you can either you do or you don't like gravy. You I don't. I don't say, think I, I would I, like it on that. There, final answer. I like gravy on mashed potatoes. Fry, I like brown gravy. Fries or potatoes? Why I understand that, but good? that's a different. There's a different texture, and there's cheese curds with che- gravy with cheese. What? I I'm gonna try. It. I, I tell you what, we need to go sometime. We'll try. And they also have a. See, we're going completely off topic here, but they've got like a seven pound burger there too, and it's a challenge. You eat it in like it's like twelve thousand calories. You have to eat it in like an hour. A seven pound. I think it's seven pounds or <laughs> something. It's a freaking huge. It was uh, before it was the Kooky Canuck. It was called Bigfoot's. I believe it was called Bigfoot or the Bigfoot, and um, it was on uh, Man versus Food. I actually saw that. Oh, epi- the, the, the I challenge. Actually, okay. I actually saw that episode, and I know they 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 changed names now. I just said that, but they. I remember seeing that, but I didn't realize. That was in Memphis. I was like, "Holy moly! Like that's cool! Like that." I remember seeing that because I rewatched it again, and I'm yeah. just like, "Wow, that's neat!" I was like, "I'm going to try that," but that's like a heart attack on a bun, so I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not even the seven guy, pounds of food. I would the, die. Bro. The guy from the show couldn't even do it. There's only been, well, when the that was filmed, there'd only been like four people that have done it and there's like 1400 people that tried or 4100 people that tried or something like that i will not add another i will not be one that's adding to it it's not gonna happen i'd like to try it but good lord it's going down next next time the, that's that's what yeah, we're doing all right I'm we're in. heading heading out early going to the kooky canuck and trying the seven pound burger challenge oh my god definitely not trying it, the seven pound. It, if Cucamonga, sam tries the seven pound Cucamonga, i think is what it's called now <laughs> something like that let's get into these anyway games. We're all yeah, over go the place. first game everywhere. sunday against the oklahoma city thunder okc on the season is 16 and 16 and 22 they are 12th in the west they are better on the road than they are at home they're nine and ten one game under 500 on the road and they're seven and twelve at home, which is crazy because OKC fans generally bring a lot of energy. And I know it's are they one of the teams that are allowing fans in? I know it's limited. I'm not sure. Don't quote it me. It seems on that. it seems weird when when a team doesn't win or doesn't play as well at home as they do on the road. It just seems weird to me. But is what it is. The Grizzlies may actually be that way this season too. I haven't even. I'm saying that I might be trash talking the Grizzlies inadvertently. Let's see. Yep. The Grizzlies are better on the road than at home, too. What is really going on? 
one of these things just doesn't belong here. <laughs> five and five in the last ten. Dylan Brooks, the hoop ball headliner, he is averaging 16.4 points per game, 4.4 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 0.75 steals on a 49% field goal. And he's 49% from the field. Jesus, that was terrible. I butchered it. Whoa. So he plays pretty well against the Thunder. Sammy B. Yo. What is the matchup? Oh, boy. Well, the Thunder lead all time 63 to 30. Wowzy. That one's kind of bad. And their last 10, they're 4 and 6. So that's not awful. We just got to get another win, and then, then it'd be 5 5 or we're gold or 500. Um, their last win was February 17th this year. But they've won their last three against this team. So that's Pretty always real. good. So we're going to get four. Four is a good number. So getting it there. We're going to win the next 10. The, the Grizzlies are better on paper than this team. OKC is in the middle of a rebuild. George Hill has been out for a war, an extended period. They just made a trade. That's OKC what I was about did. to say. Uh, they traded. They traded. They traded the him him Del Diallo for Shmi Mikhailuk, yeah, and like a, a second, second round. Yeah, they got a like second round pick, twenty seven or something like yeah, that. They've got to push years them out because they're getting like four hundred and thirty three picks in the next five years. It's yeah, they've got like thirty. Not kidding. It's a crazy. It's like number. eighteen, actually. I think it's what it is, but. So changes going on in OKC, and there may be more changes. There's been, you know, Al Horford rumors. George Hill's a guy that, you know, that they may move him. There's plenty of teams that could use a veteran point guard. Uh-huh. Um, Clippers, number of other teams. But the Grizzlies should win this game. And with the second half of the schedule being as tough as it is, they really, really need to beat the teams that they're favored against. I don't know what the line is yet, but I'm sure that the Grizzlies are going to go into this game as a favorite. But here's my keys to victory. I'm not going to hammer on that too much. The Grizzlies need to score more than the Thunder. Boom, finish, done. That's, That's what I was to score more points. Not happening, Sam. Hammer, I'm not <laughs> nail, coffin. I'm not doing it. <laughs> they need to score more than 110. The reason 110 is a magic number, since 2018, the Grizzlies are 4-1. and one against the Thunder when they score 110 points or more. Four and one. Getting to that number is good. They win a lot when they get there. That's where they need to be. They get to 110, they win the game. Execution is number two. They got to execute their game plan. Again, it's a team that you're favored against. When you're favored against them, it's because you're a better team. You have to play your game your way. Execute your game plan. And number three is stay locked in. The Grizzlies were up for this Nuggets game because they had to be. They know that the Nuggets are a better team. They know that they're going to have to fight to win that game. They cannot go into OKC with their guard down or they'll get beat. Even though you're better on paper, it doesn't mean that you will beat the team. You still got to go in and you have to play. So that's it. Get above 110, execute your game plan, and stay focused. And now we're moving on to Monday's game. At Phoenix. At the Suns. Going to be a tough matchup. Dylan Brooks, the hoop ball headliner, is averaging 13.3 points a game, 2.8 rebounds, 1.7 assists, 
.75 steals and shooting 46% from the field in his career against the Suns. Sammy B, what do you got on this matchup, man? All right, the Suns. I didn't even. I'm sorry, man. I'm, go for I'm it. talking over you. The Suns are 25 and 11. They're second in the West. They've won five games in a row. They're eight and two in their last ten, and they have been the best team in the NBA since February 1st. When the calendar flipped over to February, the Suns have got since it's flipped over to February. The Phoenix Suns have the best record in the league. Didn't know that. Wow. Now what do you got, man? I got something like? scary. Fifty. The Suns lead fifty-six to thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. Their last ten, the Grizzlies actually lead six to four. I got something extra to add to that, Sammy B. What's that? Did you know that since the Grizzlies moved to Memphis, they are only one game under five hundred against the Suns. No. That record, since the Grizzlies have moved to Memphis, they are 35 and 36. So before the last loss to the Suns, they were at 500 as the Memphis Grizzlies against the Phoenix Suns. Well, fair enough. I didn't know that. I know. I just I, happened to. I learned something new today. Dude, I was. Two new things today. <laughs> I was running across, like, looking up stuff for the show, and I, I that just popped up, and I'm like, oh, that's a nice little tidbit. I'm that is good. Me. That's good. I like it. I like it. We're going to go with it. So we know about the matchup. The, you know what the Suns are bringing to the table. You got Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Jay Crowder is out there, Cam Johnson. The Suns are a good team. Are they the second best team in the West? That's debatable. There are a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of teams that you can argue are better than the Suns, but right now, by record, they are the second best team in the West. What do the Grizzlies have to do to win this game outside of score more points? They have to play defense. I talked about the Suns having the best record in the league since February 1st. I go back to that same date. The Suns are top five in scoring and assists. You have to play solid defense against this team. One of the things that the Suns are really good at, mostly because you have a guy like Chris Paul on the team. Chris Paul takes care of the ball. One of the big things that the Grizzlies do, they lead the league in steals. They have to force turnovers. The Suns are actually the best team in the league. I'm sorry, they're among the best team teams in the league at turning the ball over. Hmm. Grizzlies like to force turnovers. They've got to pressure the ball. They got to play smart. Chris Paul is not one that's easy to get the ball from. He's not going to make a whole lot of mistakes, so the Grizzlies are going to have to capitalize whenever him or somebody else on that team makes a mistake. The third thing they have to do, they have to move the ball. They have to share it. Right now, the Grizzlies are 17-17. and In the games that they have lost, they're averaging 24 assists a game. In the 17 games that they have won, they're averaging just under 30. Five assists a game's different, five assists per game difference in between wins and losses. That's your key. Run your offense, move the ball, make the extra pass, go from a good open look to a great open look, and that makes a difference. The Grizzlies have beat this team. They beat them on MLK Day in Memphis. 
The Suns are playing better basketball now than what they were that day. But so are the Grizzlies. This is not an unwinnable game. This is a tough game. It's a tough matchup. You got one of the best scorers in the league in Devin Booker, one of the best point guards ever in Chris Paul. And then you've got a lot of young talent around them, and you've got leadership from Chris Chris Paul and Jay Crowder. The Grizzlies have got an advantage in the post of this game, and I feel like this is something I talked about in the last matchup, is, is JV in the post against uh, DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton is just not as physical as JV. He's been playing well since the break, had a monster game, big bounce back after some pretty tough games. Mm-hmm. Played well against Jokic last night. It's going to be interesting. This this game, being that it is a back-to-back, who's going to rest? Are they going to... This would be my hope, is that they rest guys in OKC and have the stronger players against Phoenix because your favorite against OKC, I think that you're more likely to beat OKC if you rest guys than if you go into this Phoenix game resting people. We'll see what happens. That has been um, rotations, rotations, adjustments, changes have been a little bit weird for Jenkins the entire time. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, that's my hope is that we see people rest against the Thunder and the Grizzlies still pull out the win. And then you're locked and loaded with, uh, with guys that go against the Suns. Now we move on. That game is on Monday. Did you have anything else on the, the Suns? No, we pretty much hit on everything there. Okay. All right. Uh, this next matchup against the Heat on Wednesday at home, back at the FedEx Forum. This is actually a pretty rough matchup for Dylan Brooks. In his career against the Heat, this is the lowest numbers that I've had on him so far. Six points a game, two and a half rebounds, one and a half assist, .75 steals, and they're holding him to 36% from the field. He struggles against the Heat. The Heat are currently 20 and 18. That's good for the fourth seed in the East. They are 9 and 1 in their last 10, and they are currently on a three game win streak. I talked about 110 being a magic number against the Thunder. 110 is also pretty important against the heat it's a magic number with the heat too since 2018 the only game that the grizzlies scored 110 points they won mm-hmm. the only time they got over that threshold they, they won the game keys to victory in this one is going to be the jv versus bam matchup this is not one where jv has an advantage bam is a great defender he is a great passing center And he's a guy that can play away from the basket. Those type of guys give JV problems. He was up for the matchup against Jokic. I hope that he is up for the matchup against Bam. You saw in the game last night, and again, I didn't watch it live. I had to go back and watch it. There were a couple threes that Jokic knocked down that uh, JV just was not close enough. What the heck, man? It's not. That's not new. That's just. That's that's what he does. Every year with him. That's what he does. So. That, that matchup is going to be crucial for the Grizzlies. They are going to have to play good perimeter defense, not just defense in, like defense in general. Obviously, you can throw that in for every game, but perimeter defense, Miami Heat got some great shooters, man. 
Duncan Robinson's kind of struggling a little bit this year, but he's still deadly. He can turn it on at any time. Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, you know, they've got guys that can shoot the three. The Grizzlies' perimeter defense is going to have to be on point. And then my third thing for a key to victory in this game is an aggressive Ja Morant. I think that he has to be in attack mode early on. You look at how the game against the Nuggets started and how Ja struggled early. You want to see him with his foot on the gas early in this game and being aggressive throughout the game. you got to save some for the fourth quarter, obviously, but I think that him coming out of the gate, being aggressive and attacking this team is going to be very important for the Grizzlies to win this game. Sammy B, what's it looking like, the the career matchup against the Heat? What do you got over there, man? This one is not as bad as the last two. The Heat lead 27-20. to 20. So that's not, of course, they only play each other two times a year, most of the time. So, Eastern Conference team, man. Yep. And, you know, they, they, the last 10, Grizz are three and seven. That's not great. Not, could be worse, but I don't know how bad, more worse it could be. But anyway, their oh, last win I mean, was 0 and 10. I mean, I guess, eight, but still, one and nine, nine, those are games. all worse. That, that's guess, about as bad as it, it can but get. But still, it'd be, it's pretty bad. <laughs> but, How can it get worse than three and seven? It could be two and eight. Well, the it only could be way, one and nine. It could be zero way, and ten. The only way it could be any, I don't know how it could be worse than zero and ten unless you're zero and eleven. But anyway, their last win was December sixteenth of two thousand and nineteen, and believe it or not, that's the last time they played them. Crazy. December sixteenth, two thousand nineteen. Before the bubble. Before the bubble. Pre-bubble. Yep. I was actually at that game. I remember. You remember to win. Sammy Boy was I there. do. He will be there Wednesday night. Maybe he will bring the Grizzlies some luck. Maybe. Back-to-back wins when I Sammy hope. B is in the building. Let's get it. That's all we got on the heat. That's uh, Justice Winslow matching up against his old team. That'll be a first. That'll be interesting. Cause this is <laughs> so this matchup would actually me. scare me a little bit previously. It doesn't now for a couple of reasons. I'll tell you why this matchup doesn't scare me. Jimmy Butler. Buckets. I'm not worried about Jimmy Buckets because the Grizzlies now have three guys that can guard him. And which whichever one of those three guys are not guarding him, the other can guard Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, Goran Dragic. The Grizzlies have wing defenders. Anthony Sane tweeted out, just think about when Jaron gets healthy. The Grizzlies can send out a nasty defensive lineup. Yeah, DeAnthony Melton, Justice Winslow, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm. Five guys that are all capable of guarding multiple positions. That'd be insane. And five guys that are all plus defenders. I cannot wait for that to happen. I want that to happen. That, man... 
it's going to be glorious. That that will be the day that that happens when we get that those five on the floor. That would be awesome. I want to see what that plus minus looks like for that kind of lineup. Moving on from the Heat, they don't scare me. I think the Grizzlies can win that game as well. Now we are to the Friday Saturday back to back. They don't travel, they stay home, which is good for, you know, you got two back-to-backs this week. The Sunday-Monday, okay, the Thunder Suns, and then Friday-Saturday is Warriors back-to-back. Dylan Brooks' career numbers against the Golden State Warriors, 11.9 points, two rebounds, less than an assist, less than a steal, 42% from the field. Warriors are 19-19 and on the season. The Grizzlies are tied with them currently for the ninth seed. In the West, they're seven and thirteen on the road, four and six in their last ten, and the Warriors are currently on a four-game losing streak and possibly some turmoil. Did you see the video where Steph was on the sideline and he was he was letting his teammates have it, man? No, I hadn't seen that. He was upset. They were losing. They were getting throttled. About the game they were getting blues to the Suns really bad or something mm-hmm. like yeah. And he is like have some pride. I'm not gonna say everything that he said. <laughs> but he was not happy. <laughs> and you wonder how much of that he's not used to having to fight the way that he has fought. But you know, the last two seasons, which he missed a lot of time last year, I think that he was healthier a lot earlier than what uh, you know, what he came back for. But he's not used to this, man. They're they're used to being a top dog, and they're having to claw for it. He doesn't have the weapons around him. Clay Thompson is out. Kevin Durant is no longer there. They traded for Kelly Oubre, thinking that he might be a solid piece for him. They got Andrew Wiggins there, and it's just not uh, it's not working out all that well for the Golden State Warriors. Nope. So here we go heading into this matchup. A team that the Grizzlies are neck and neck with right now. Who knows what the records will be by the end of the week. I don't know what kind of uh, what kind of load the Warriors have this week, but I know it's pretty rough on the Grizzlies. Sammy B. Yo. What do you got on this one, man? I've got the Warriors lead 48-44 to 44 all time. Okay. So that's not awful. They can they can they can cut that's into close. that for you sure. You can get within two games of five hundred in this two game stand here. Mm-hmm. Their last ten, Grizzlies are four and six. Their last win was uh well, it was last year's January twelfth, twenty twenty. And they've won the last two meetings, so Let's go. Let's get Keep it. going. Let's get a four-game win streak. I feel like we were at that January 12th game as well, now that I think about I it. I was not. You weren't? Nope. The last Warriors game that I went to was the 2018-19 season. You, you, it was at the end of the 2018-19 season, and I nearly choke slam a Fairweather Warriors fan. I remember that. That's when that guy pushed me out of the way. Yeah. Yep, and that, I I told you then that that was probably the last Warriors game that I was going to go to but, because. Uh, but I'm not. I'm too pretty for prison. Fair enough. Yes, you are. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, I remember me and you went to a Warriors game because 
We have a guy down there. I don't know if I want to say his name. Andrew. I'm not going to say his last name. But Andrew, we ran into him, actually, and he was uh, walking down because me and you were at the Grizzlies' end about to get autographs because we weren't going to get any of the Warriors' autographs. We were actually down there, and you said, Security, stop that man. Stop that man. And he kept on walking. Turns out he shouldn't have been down there. But anyway, <laughs> but do you remember that? Because you were there. It was me and you. I don't, man. Yep. I don't remember being at that game. Yep, because that's when D'Lo was with him, and he actually got his uh, D'Lo jersey signed. Yeah, I, you I yelled made, at him though. You sure did. I remember that. Made a made a liar of me. I no, I, I didn't mean like you, didn't mean no, like no, that. No, you're you're good, but I don't remember going to that game. You did. I do remember saying that I wasn't going to go to any more Warriors games because of that incident. Because I, think I we, really like. Cause I was that, heated that day, and yeah. I really well like, that dude. Um, Pissed me off too. I mean, he came up and, and he it just was, shoved so, me out of the way to get. It's like you just use the aisle. Karma is undefeated because sure. that dude got over there and the security guard oh, put his so ass in check, and I was dying. It was so good. I was laughing so hard. So great. When that dude walked away, <laughs> I got up and I I shook the security guard's hand. He's like, oh, "I'm just doing my job," and I'm like, "Yeah, but you don't understand. Like that was." Uh, so fun for me to watch because that dude was being a jerk. Yep. No. Anyway. <laughs> Him and his kids. Get out of here. Keys to victory for the Grizzlies in this back-to-back games, uh, in these two games against the Warriors. Perimeter to defense, obviously you know what Steph Curry can do and how much the, the, the Warriors shoot the three. So perimeter defense is going to be key. Outside of Draymond Green, Golden State does not have anybody that's going to match up well. This is the return of James Wiseman. Wiseman coming back to Memphis. Oh, boy. Yep. He's going to ba- score Back 50. to the forum for the first time. He's I'm sure there's going to be some people happy to see that. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. He, he is scoring 50. James Wiseman? He's scoring 50. He's not scoring 50. Okay, 25 in each makes 50. So so let let JV eat on the, at the, the times that Draymond is Feed not on the, the floor. And then the last thing is scoring transition. Golden State is 24th in the league in turnovers. The Grizzlies lead the league in steals. They need to force the turnovers and get out and run. Transition scoring is going to be key. They The Grizzlies steal the ball a ton. That That's one of the best parts of their defense. They're really good at forcing turnovers. And they're going up against a team that turns the ball over a ton, which is a good recipe for the Grizzlies. Sammy B, this week, five games. What's the record? Three and two. Three and two. Who they beat and who they losing to? They're beating the Thunder. And they're beating the Warriors both times. Okay. All right. I think they're going four and one. Ooh, that's a first. I I do. I really think that they can. So what they have shown against the teams, the best teams, and some of the best teams in the league, in the Nuggets and the Bucks, they've beat the Suns already this season. I actually don't think that they're beating the Suns. The Suns are playing incredible right now. Right there, and I I think because that's a back to back that you're going to see some people setting, and that's probably going to keep the Grizzlies out of that game. I'm hoping I'm wrong on that. But I think that they beat everybody except for the Suns. I think they sweep this two-game series against Golden State. I'm changing my answer. 5-0. and oh, Let's go. No, you I'm, ain't changing I'm sticking 3-2. I'm cool with it. 
it's a it's going to be a good week for the Grizzlies. I feel like they are definitely going to be above five hundred by the end of this week. Should be. I hope. D- don't go they, zero and five, guys. Seriously, I'll be very upset. Dude, they're they're up. They're playing good basketball right now. Even even with that loss to the Nuggets, that that's a tough loss. You, you hate don't even to, count that as a loss. You know, John Moran had the ball late and actually they had a fairly decent point. look. Yeah. A point. So close, man. That was just like so, the Bucks so. game. DeAnthony yeah. Melton made a big three late. It, it was uh, just a couple little things here or there. You get a roll one way or the other, and you beat that team. Then you're hot heading into this streak. So it's going to be a rough week, two back-to-backs. And then your days off are split up. You don't have them together. And here we go. We're going to get out of here, but before we do, we're going to talk to you about our partners here at HootBall, MyBookie.ag. It's the best online sports book out there. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the players than any other sports book online. Go check them out. Use the promo code HootBall, and they're going to match your initial deposit. Once you get signed up, holler at Dan, at Dan Bespris on Twitter, one of our fearless leaders here at HootBall. And he will hook you up with an additional prize just for signing up. Again, the website is mybookie.ag. The promo code is HOOPBALL. When you get it done and you make that deposit, holler at Dan, and he will hook you up with some goodies. NCAA tournament. I just got a notification from them. We, we are dead center March Madness here, and March Madness has been craziness. I don't watch a ton of college basketball. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't either. I used to watch it a lot. I don't watch it as much anymore. But this time of year when the tournaments are going down and the games really matter, I watch it a lot because there are a lot of good games. When it's a tournament game or when your NCAA tournament life is on the line, teams don't give up. They may get down, but they tend to fight back. And I've watched quite a few buzzle, buzzer beaters. <laughs> but I just got a notification yeah. From mybookie.ag, they're doing a free tournament bracket. You can enter oh. to it. They're, they're going to give away money. Go over to mybookie.ag if you're an NCAA guru and you want to enter their tournament bracket challenge, you are welcome to do that. It is free. Mybookie.ag. Get in that NCAA tournament challenge. But while you're over there, look around. Parlay some stuff. Win some money. Their motto is simple over at mybookie.ag. You bet, you win, you get paid. Bingo. You can get the show on Twitter. We are at HootballGrizz. I am at DWill2111. Sam is... It is Sammy B 1118 That's a capital S, lowercase A-M-M-Y, capital B, 1118. Again, thank you to everybody that's listening. Canada, France, Germany, USA, Tennessee, Memphis, Illinois, all over the place. We appreciate all of you guys. I expect Canada. Dylan's Canadian. You better be listening. (laughs) (laughs) No, we do appreciate it. That's awesome. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, go Grizz. Go Grizz. Yeager. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.